0: When I first stumbled on the Tokyo subway sarin gas attack, I was shocked to discover the use of modern-day chemicals for mass murder in Japan. The motivations and scale behind this attack seemed almost unreal. As I penned down my notes on the case, I seek solace that at least the perpetrators were caught, with some receiving the death sentence and many more serving life. From 1UP Media, this is Bittime True Crime. Today's story first takes place in Germany, right nearing the start of World War II. Berlin had always had a long history with chemical warfare. In World War I, mustard gas was used and smoked against the Allied trenches. Over 60,000 deaths, were directly attributable to mustard gas, and likely many more from long-term complications after exposure. Yet mustard gas has a surprisingly low mortality rate, at around 2 to 3 percent, which only tells us how extensive it must have been used to result in so many deaths. But come the late 1930s, rising tension across the Allies and Axis had driven Hitler to continue chemical warfare research, eventually discovering a type of mass-produced cyanide, famously named as Zyklon B, that was used to kill millions of Jews. Yet, it was not the most deadliest of weapons that they discovered. Another chemical, sarin, was discovered in 1938, which the Nazis discovered was 26 times more deadly than cyanide. If used, it would have killed more than the mustard gas could ever kill, and faster than Zyklon B. Yet, somehow Hitler was against using the chemical. For all his obsession with chemical warfare, Hitler had somehow feared what sarin could do when used effectively. Years later, Germany lost, but the research on sarin had not Instead, it had found itself with one of Germany's allies, Japan, in a cult named Amshin Om Rikyo. Omshin Rikyo is a religious cult that was founded in 1984 by Shoko Asahara in Japan. The cult's name translates to Supreme Truth, and its beliefs were a mix of various religions and ideologies, including elements of Buddhism, Hinduism, and Christianity, as well as Asahara's own interpretations of scripture. Amshin Rikyo had a unique appeal because they offered yoga classes and provided healing through herbal medicines. In little time, Aum was granted legal status as a religious organization, which began its rapid expansion in the late 1980s. At its peak, it had tens of thousands of members in Japan and an office in America. The cult was known for its secretive nature and its strict hierarchy, with Asahara at the top as the guru and spiritual leader. Asahara was born as Chizu Matsumoto on March 2, 1955 in Kumamoto Prefecture, Japan before changing his name to Asahara. As a kid, he had shown early signs of trouble, often getting into fights and bullying. Eventually, he ran afoul with the law after establishing a fake health and tonics business. After release, he founded Om Rikyo at age 29 and began teaching dangerous concepts to his subjects, one of which was POA a concept which states that people with bad karma are doomed to hell, unless saved by the enlightened. According to Asahara, to save would be to help these bad people to rebirth. In other words, it was to kill them. This logic would be used over and over again and eventually taken to extremes. In 1990, Asahara was convinced that Aum Rikyo was popular enough that they could win the elections. But instead, he was met with failure. It became a triggering event that made Asahara's believe that the government was conspiring against him. Still determined that his destiny was to be the world's leader, he ordered his cult to begin producing chemical weapons. Which was how Masami Tsuchiya came into the picture. Tsuchiya was born in Chiyoda, Tokyo, in 1965 and would eventually be known as the second most important figure in the Rikyo cult after Shoko Asahara himself. At age 26, he was in a car accident, which led him to suffer a painful neck sprain. By chance, he decided to take a yoga class as treatment, which was offered by Rikyo. His treatment was profound, and he kept in touch with Asahara as he pursued his masters in physical and organic chemistry. By the end of his term, he was convinced that Asahara would be the world's savior. Graduating as an expert in chemistry, he quickly became pivotal when chemical weapons were needed, and it was Sushia who suggested producing sarin. The chemical compound that was 26 times more toxic than cyanide. Under his request, Amshin Rikyo would purchase land and equipment through shell companies to build a small factory beside his research laboratory to begin producing sarin at scale. By the end of the mid-1990s, Suchia had produced 3 kilograms of sarin, which in the right conditions can kill up to 3,000 people. Though Tsuchiya was never directly involved in administering the toxins, he was pivotal in producing them. Eventually, he would go on to produce many more chemicals, including a whole list of psychoactives used in their cult activities. Around the start of 1994, activities of Omshin Shinrikyo began to gain attention and the paranoid Asahara became convinced that they would lose a real estate dispute that they were embroiled in. With a huge batch of sarin that needed testing and possible opponents to eliminate, Matsumoto Nagano Prefecture was about to turn into a battlefield. Amshin Rikyo had only two main objectives strike at three judges anticipated to rule against them in a property lawsuit and assess the deadly potential of Saren. The team also had a secondary objective, which was to punish the people of Matsumoto as they opposed Amshin Rikyo's intention of setting up an office in the area. Initially, they wanted to release Saren in the Matsumoto courthouse, but the courthouse was closed so they targeted a three-story apartment complex where the judges lived. The team repurposed refrigerator trucks to convert liquid sarin into an aerosol and fans to disperse it throughout the neighborhood. Then, Omshin Rikyo members unleashed the toxic cloud near the judges' residence at 10.40pm. An hour later, Matsumoto police were alerted to casualties being rushed to the hospital the afflicted suffered from various symptoms, including impaired vision, eye pain, headaches, and more. Noticing that most of the victims came from a condominium, a police team was dispatched over only to find a grizzly scene. 150 meters from the epic center of the attack, there were dead insects all around. And as the police arrived, they noticed the dead bodies of fishes dogs, and birds. The trees turned brown and withered unlike any autumn colors that they've seen before. Back at the hospital, the victims started piling to a total of 274 people who needed treatment. Many of their conditions worsened to nausea, diarrhea, fits, and spasms, and eventually, two passed away in the hospital. In total, seven died with the remaining five killed instantly in their homes. Part of the reason why there were so many victims was because the weather that evening was hot, so residents had kept their windows open during the attack. Many would have been asleep as the fumes started permeating through their room. Days later, forensic investigation revealed the presence of the nerve agent, sarin. Initially, the police investigation focused on Yoshiyuki Kono, whose wife was left in a coma by the attack. Kono was found to have stored a significant amount of pesticide at his residence. However, it was later proven that sarin could not be produced from these pesticides. Despite this, Kono faced intense scrutiny and hostility from the media and the public. Throughout their investigation, the police received tip-offs that it was the Aum Shinrikyo group, but with little evidence they could not conclusively pin the incident on them. Horrifically, one of the anonymous letters had mentioned that this attack was merely a test and the results would be catastrophic if done indoors. For example, in the Tokyo subway. Initially viewed as a threat, the letter would eventually be a premonition. On the 20th of March, 1995, Tokyo subways were packed with people, a supposedly routine Monday for the seven million people who use the Tokyo subways every day. Five members of the Amshin Rikyo had joined the morning rush hour carrying plastic bags filled with liquid sarin wrapped in newspapers. Each member was instructed to board a specific train, armed with an umbrella with a sharpened tip. At designated stations, they were instructed to pierce the sarin-filled bags with their umbrellas and to leave the punctured packages on the train floor before making their escape. As the trains continued their journey, the team, like clockwork, poked their bags to release the lethal sarin that leaked out. And spread throughout the cars. Like Matsumoto, the subways were about to explode into a horrifying scene. One of the most badly hit lines was the Hibiya line, where the packets were punctured deeply. This allowed more fumes that quickly caused nearby passengers to wince. Then, many began reporting darkened vision, eye strain, and fogginess. As the train moved stop by stop, conditions worsened and people soon realized that they were under attack. People would puke, suffer diarrhea and numbness as they struggled to escape the cabin and open the windows. But by then it was too late. One of the nearest to the attack passed out and eventually 532 victims were reported on this line alone. Train line by train line, this would have been reported. Eventually, almost a thousand people reported vision problems, while 50 severely injured and 13 dead. Despite the huge injured toll, it could have been significantly worse, if not for two key people immediately after the attack. The first was a professor at Shinshu University who had seen the Matsumoto attack on live television and immediately informed Tokyo hospitals of the likely chemical weapon. The second was Dr. nubowo Yanagisawa, who informed doctors across multiple Tokyo hospitals on how to treat for sarin poisoning as he had treated patients during the Matsumoto attack. It also helped that the chemicals weapon team in Amshin Rikyo had fewer equipment to work with after a raid by the government. As a result, their sarin used in the subway was half as strong as that used in the Matsumoto attack. Within the next 10 days, police connected tip-offs, the Matsumoto case and prior raids to establish precedent for a raid on Aum Shinrikyo. They even utilized the Japanese military to form a coordinated assault just in case Aumshin Rikyo members resist or slip off during the raid. A total of 200 members were arrested, including Asahara, from the raid and subsequent stakeouts. Initially, authorities thought it would be easy to convict them. However, Aumshin Rikyo's tendrils proved to be deep. Across the past few years, they have fostered strong ties with Japanese scholars and American groups such as AWARE, the Association of World Academics for Religious Education. These Japanese and international scholars rooted for Aumshun Rikyo, and some even claiming based on their technical expertise that Aumshun Rikyo could never have produced the volumes of sarin required. But these scholars were fooled, most of all aware by the photos and documents provided by Aumshun Rikyo themselves. Eventually, authorities would discover all of Aum Shinrikyo's chemical weapon laboratory and decisively conclude that they could have produced over a thousand kilograms or two thousand pounds of sarin a year. Confessions from various members who lost faith in Asahara began ratting him out, and the collection of testimonies proved vital to pin Asahara as the decision maker alongside his most loyal members. A total of 13 senior members, and Asahara himself was sentenced to death. Not all were executed, with the majority eventually serving life. Till today, the cult's attack remains as one of the deadliest terrorist attacks in Japan. As recent as March 2020, a bedridden victim of the attack died from sarin poisoning complications. Since the incident, Omshin Rikyo has been renamed Aleph, with its former senior management wiped from the team. Today, they have about 2,100 members, and admittedly, still follow some of Asahara's spiritual teachings. Hopefully, authorities are keeping them on a tight leash. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us. Rest well and see you in the next Bittime true crime.